In a world where it seems like there's so much going wrong, I want you to see the people who are spending their lives doing and seeing the good. Welcome to the Doing Good Podcast, where we discuss the stories of people who are changing the world in their own way. I'm your host, Carmen Herbert. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Doing Good. I'm your host, Carmen Herbert, and I am so excited to have cousins Haley and Jenny on my podcast today. So Haley and Jenny are the dynamic driving forces behind the smile at the people. Inspired by the memory of their beloved grandmother, Geraldine Griffin, who embodied the essence of spreading joy and love, Haley and Jenny embarked on a mission to carry forward her legacy. With a shared passion for making a positive impact, they turned Geraldine's cherished motto, smile at the people, into a powerful movement. Their dedication to combining cute apparel with community kindness has transformed Smile at the People into more than just a brand. It's a beacon of positivity, connection, and compassion. Haley and Jenny are not just continuing a legacy. They're creating a new one where every smile is a reminder of the beautiful ripple effect that kindness can have. Jenny and Haley, welcome to Doing Good. Thank you. Awesome. We're glad to be here. I am so excited that you are here. So I have known Jenny for a little while. Her cute daughter went to girls camp with us this last this last summer. And Jenny did this incredible family history night where she talked all about being connected to those who have gone before us. I know, Jenny, you have a real passion for family history and being connected to those who go before you and honoring their legacy. And so I am really excited to hear how you took your amazing grandmother's phrase, smile at the people, and made it into this incredible nonprofit. So first, tell us a little bit about you and how you got into family history and and then how you and Haley came up with this idea of smile at the people. All right. Well, my family history, love of family history, actually started with my grandma, Geraldine. She was the family historian. So she would plan family reunions. She would put family books together. You know, when I was younger, it wasn't that exciting. But the older I got and I was able to work with her at it and we would get online and she had so many letters and cards and pictures and just putting those to somebody, it made me, it might sound weird, but it it made me feel like I knew myself better. Like, why am I a jerk? Well, great grandma was a jerk too. So no, I'm just kidding. But (laughs) But I mean, there's little pieces of all of our ancestors in us. And and she kind of got me started down that road. And I actually started the company Smile at the People. It was an LLC for about a year before she passed away. And I did family history for other people. So that was the name of my company before we turned it into what it it is now. So that's kind of how it got started with my grandma. And then Haley and I turned it into what it is now after she passed away. She passed away last year in August rather unexpectedly. I know she was 88, but it was still unexpected. We were actually me and Haley's, Haley's sister, Sally. So my other cousin, my daughter, Lennon, and then my mom, we were taking her on her last bucket list trip. So she wanted to go to, whew, <laughs> it's hard to talk about still. She wanted to go ride a train to Denver. Which is weird because she's been everywhere. She served a mission to South Africa. They served a mission to Tonga. They've been to Russia. They've been everywhere. So like riding the train to Denver, 
so little, but it was so important to her. And we picked her up and we were driving to the train and she had a stroke on the way to the train. Oh, Jen. <laughs> Sorry, it, it comes out of nowhere sometimes. Now it just shows how much you love Edit her. Edit that out. Edit that yeah, out. <laughs> so she had a stroke on the way to the train station. So instead of going on the train, we went to the hospital instead. And she passed away 12 days later. Anyway, whew. so I had I had a connection with the governor's office. I actually I, I met Carmen many years ago when I worked for a father-in-law in the governor's office with Governor yep. Herbert. And when she passed away, I thought, you know, I've seen the governor write these declarations and he's declared like BYU Day or Utah yeah. Youth Day. So I called my my friend who now is serving as the governor and I said, hey, I know you can do amazing things. And I'm just wondering, could you? make a declaration that her funeral day would be smile at the people day. And he was like, I can do anything. This sounds great. This is a great mission. I'm behind it. I love smiling at the people. I think a smile brings joy. Send me what you've got. So I wrote this declaration and I sent it over to him and, and him and his, his office wrote a declaration and they declared September 1st, 2022 as smile at the people day. And after kind of that went down, me and my dad had a conversation. He's like, you know, this is bigger than just your genealogy stuff. Like, this is this is a thing. Smile at the people. It's meant a lot to our family for many years. My grandma said it all the time. She signed cards with it. You know, and remember, smile at the happy birthday. Remember, smile at the people. And it was kind of her way of telling us, go love the people, go spread joy, go connect. Because she loved to connect with people, loved, co- loved to connect with people. And... You know, I kind of sat on it for a little while and I, Haley and I talked about it a little. And then around Christmas time, Haley is like, Jen, I really want to make, and she's wearing this sweatshirt now. I know the podcast can't see them, but she said, I really want to make these sweatshirts and just give them to my siblings as kind of a, hey, grandma's still with us type thing. And I said, yeah, me too. I want to send them, I want to get my siblings and my nieces and nephews. So we actually had this one created that she's wearing now and and after we gave them for Christmas, our, our siblings and our parents loved them. I mean, it's it's a connection to somebody that they loved too, you know. Yeah. Smile at the people is it, it's literally been our family motto for I mean as many years as I can remember. Yeah. And Haley I, Haley posted some stuff on Instagram and she started getting messages from people like, Well, can I have one of those sweatshirts? Like, where can I buy one of those? And so it was inter. I called her out of the blue and I said, Haley, I think we should sell these sweatshirts. And she was like, I actually just had a co- this same exact conversation with a friend of mine that we should start selling these sweatshirts. So we both kind of came up with this idea. It was kind of funny. It was like the same day almost. It was the same and day. Yeah. It wasn't the same day. Yeah. yeah. And she was like, yeah. And I said, we're not in it to do anything with, the- you know, it wouldn't make us a million dollars. And we both kind of said, what would grandma do? Like, what would grandma do? with the money that she made and, and was selling, you know, her phrase. And it was kind of, let's, let's pass on smiles with it because that's, that was her life's mission to pass on smiles. She did everything for a laugh and for a good time and to connect with people. I just want to say connect a hundred times because she took us a lot of places growing up camping all of the time. And, and we never sat in the campground. She was walking us around, introducing us to all the families in the campground. Hey, be my cute grandkids. And, and I'm sure there's people out there that are wondering who those crazy kids were a hundred years ago. But I remember she took me and my kids 
when I my boys were old, they all were ten and ten and eight, I think. She took us to Bear Lake, and we were waiting to hike one of those caves up there. And there were this group of kids, and they were girls. And she goes, "Come on, we're going to go introduce ourselves to these these other girls. You're going to make some new friends." And my boys were mortified, and I'm like, like, "No thanks, no." I'm like, this is what you do when you travel with grandma. Get up. She's going to yeah. make a friend. You're going to make a friend before we leave this camp area. So she was amazing. And it just felt like what we had known and learned from her was so beneficial to so many other people. Yeah. And the little things that we can do with selling a sweatshirt for 35 bucks, it's little, but to somebody, it means more than you can even think it would mean. You know, like buying flowers for somebody means something. And that was actually our very first give back, I believe, Haley, after we kind of had a little, a little collection, we went and we took flowers to, she was 80, 89 or 80. She was, she was grandma's age and they had served as visiting teaching companions, of course, is what they called it for many years, but they had served in that capacity. What did she tell us? Like 25 years and they tried to split them up and (laughs) they said, we're a split and we'll be together. Yeah. We went and took her flowers and she was kind of lonely and we went in and we sat with her and talked and she just said how it had just made her day and that just us thinking about her and bringing her something so beautiful that she could look at in her kitchen just made her happy. And yeah. that was something so small. Like it took, it took like 40 minutes out of our day and she was so thrilled to have had somebody to chat with and flowers to look at. And it was because we sold a few sweatshirts, we could pass that along to and a lot of those things we do are just, they're just small. I, some have been bigger, but some are just small little things just to let people know, we see you, we love you, you're not alone. And and those little things just mean, they mean the world. I mean, I love it when people do those little things for me. And so the fact that we've been able to go do that to so many strangers, and again, some are a little bit bigger, some are smaller, but a lot of them are going through some, some hard time. You know, sometimes they just need an extra smile, but every single time, that's what I say every time is, we, we knock on the door as strangers. We don't know these people. They look at us weird. Then they let us in and we talk and we leave crying and hugging and say, I love you and I'm going to pray for you and I wish the best for you. And I mean, it's it's amazing. It, this, the power of human connection has been so inspiring through all of this. And is so needed. And this is why I love doing this podcast so much. And it's called Doing Good because everyone has talents and gifts and a mission to right. spread light and goodness in their capacity with what they've been given. And everyone's purpose and mission looks different. And I love that you guys took a simple phrase from your incredible grandma, who you obviously were so close with and had a beautiful, special relationship and turned it into blessing other people's lives. Like, what can we do with this? And it turned into your mission and goal. And so tell people exactly, Haley, what what is Smile at the People? What do you do? You sell sweatshirts and t-shirts and product, but what else do you do with this nonprofit? Oh, absolutely. What well, what don't we do, right? Jenny and I every day are like, <laughs> okay, we got a message about this and this. And here's my here's my idea. But okay, ultimately that's our that is our motto. That's our goal is to spread smiles, joy, and connection. Right. And and here's some of the ways we do that. We obviously we're constantly trying to promote, you know, social media is our biggest way to promote some of our, our merch, as we call it. And with those proceeds, we take that money and we do, we give back. Like like we said, some of the things we've done have been little things, little flowers or chocolates, and some are big fundraisers that will host like a specific, you know, item for someone specifically. And and we've been able to give back 
thousands of dollars through that. Again, it just, it blows our mind when we think this isn't even a year old. This has not even been going on for a year. You know, we started mid-January and here we are nine, nine months later, kind of recapping all we've done. And we think this is still a beginning phase. This is amazing. Yeah. So, so we get to do that, which is awesome. We've also spent some time, we did a whole life is worth living campaign. That was another phrase that our grandma had written us a, a letter back in the eighties, Jen, late eighties or nineties or something. And, mm-hmm. and she wrote it to her grandkids and and one of the things she talks about in there is, you know, I just, I want you to always remember life is worth living. And, and that could mean a lot of different phrases. That could mean a lot. It could mean, Hey, take care of yourself. You're loved. You're needed. It could mean there is a big world out there. Go live it and, you know, go explore and find all your passions. I mean, you can take that however you want. And so we yeah. decided during May, which was mental health awareness month, we decided to do a life is worth living campaign week. And it just, it was fire. It was so awesome. We, what we ended up doing was we ran a fundraiser with a limited edition Life is Worth Living sweatshirt type of thing. And and we said all the proceeds from these sweatshirts that we sell this week are going to be used to put youth in extracurricular activities. And so we were able to put three kids in this football camp with their team that they otherwise wouldn't have been able to do. We were able oh, to wow. a sweet little girl in a summer gymnastics camp that she had wanted so badly to do. And I mean, just stuff like that where you think, these aren't huge things for us to do, but these mean so much to other people. Yes. You know? And seeing the joy and seeing like the positive benefits from belonging and discovering a new talent or gift, like that's priceless, you know, that's that's just priceless. And so anyway, so that was the fundraiser aspect of that. The other part that I just, I am still blown away with the engagement we had with this was we reached out to, sorry, we'll get emotional when we talk about a lot of the stuff. Just because it is so tempting. But yeah, yeah, we reached out to a, a lot of youth and asked them questions. You know, why is your life worth living? What is it you do that makes you so special? And I mean, the things that these kids responded with were mind blowing, you know. And also, another question we asked some of them was, hey, what's the challenge you had? What's the hard thing you had to go through, but you fought through and you're proud of yourself? And, and again, things that they responded with were just, I mean, it's humbling, right? For us adults who yeah. think who think we should have it all together to read these things and be like, yeah. okay, we're learning from these kids because they are powerful and resilient and and they know, they know how to how to get through this crazy time. And anyway, so it was it was amazing. And then we also spent some time well in advance, months in advance, talking with some mothers of children who have taken their lives and just learning from them um how you know, what, what would you say to youth who may have some of these same struggles or adults that may have some of these same struggles? You know, what do you say? And, and again, their words were just filled with so much compassion and so inspiring that we got, we got a lot of messages back that week just telling us, thank you. Oh, oh. it's, it's just good to know we're not alone in some of our struggles. And it's good to know that there's a group of people, even if you don't know us personally, we're here for you and we love you. And and it was just really awesome. So, okay, what else have we done? So we've been oh, into school. Yes. <laughs> I can cry about that one all day because that was just such, like one of those core memories. When I, whenever I think back on Smile at People, I'll think, how oh, we changed me. It was, it was awesome. It well, was but, and, and I want to just like pause really quickly and say how proud I am, I guess, that, that you were willing to do that. There's, we, we all are aware of, the challenges anyone, I mean, youth face, but also, like you said, adults. And, you know, after COVID, you know, um, mental health issues skyrocketed and suicide was on the rise. And it is a thing that is hard to talk about. 
And it's hard to talk about with with people that have faced that themselves. And it's hard to talk about with people that whose kids have been hospitalized or who've thought about it, but it's needed. It is so needed. And the fact that you're like, we are going to take our take on it and do what we can with our smile at the people, life is worth living and do what we can to bring awareness and hope. I mean, I, I just applaud you for taking on such a difficult, sensitive topic and just sure you know, shining light on it and bringing love to people who have been through that in your own way. Because I feel like, um, you know, mental mental health and mental illness hides in darkness. And the more we can bring it into the light and normalize it, be like, it's okay to struggle. It's okay to feel this way. And and if you are, here are things you can do and not, not be ashamed or embarrassed about it. My really good friend growing up, her her dad took his life recently and at the funeral I attended a, a, a little while ago his son stood up and said we miss our our parents we love them we 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 miss our dad so much her mom also ended up passing away it was a double funeral and it was very sad and he said but I am a teacher and he said I cannot not take this moment to teach he's like if you are struggling with mental health reach out. Everyone around you is struggling. You have no idea what someone is going through. And at the funeral said, like, this doesn't have to happen. It, it doesn't have to happen. And, and, and we have to do better and be better and love those around us more. Embrace them, help them, talk to someone. Life is worth living. And we love our parents and we're so sad, but we also want to prevent this from happening to other people. And the courage that must have taken and to stand up and say that, I mean, it just was incredible to me. And so I, I think that it's just the more I, I can also be a voice and stand up and say, find help. 988 is the suicide hotline number. Call it anytime, 24 hours a day. Talk to someone. Tell someone you're struggling. Don't be embarrassed about it. Everyone faces hard, difficult things. So I just applaud both of you for taking that on and saying, we're going to talk about this. We're going to normalize it. We're going to help make a difference. It's incredible. Thank you. And the interesting thing was, we, to be honest, we didn't know where to go with it, right? Yeah. Jen? But mm-hmm. for weeks in advance, we were like, what does this look like? We don't know. We're not professionals. Yeah. We're not. I was super life. nervous about even like going yeah. into that topic. Yeah. Because we don't, we're not, we're, no, we're not experts. And I worry like, oh, here's these doofuses that just think they're humans. But maybe we're not. I don't know what we're doing, right? And but really, truly what helped us was those sweet mothers who took time to talk. They to were us. amazing. I, I, after talk, we talked to what, three mothers of, of, of kids four. and even young adults I, yeah. for, uh-huh. I, I got off the phone and I was like, oh my goodness, they are yeah, incredible, incredible. They're incredible. And, they, and again, they were so inspiring. And every single one of us, one of them said to us, you're not going to do it wrong. Do it. What you're thinking yes. about doing, do it. And how can we help? Because, oh, you know, we miss our... Well, they were so incredibly supportive. I mean, unbelievably, you know, they, they gave us ideas. And one of them, this was also where I was going, was one of them said, you want to do something good, go get in those middle schools. Get yourself in middle schools and talk to those kids. And we said, okay. And so she was still, she sent us boxes of snacks and stickers and coloring books. And and so we we went to three different middle schools during that same week. And we had a fun wheel and fun prizes they could win. And But in order to spin the wheel, they had to pick a little connecting task, you know, like 
Call your mom right now and tell her you love her. Text your grandma and tell her how great she is. Oh, oh I love friend. that. Oh my gosh, it was so fun. You know, the best one, this is the one I loved watching, was go introduce yourself to somebody new. That's very Grandma Griffin. That is, that's her. Yes. That's hard times. to do. That was a lot of confidence to do it's that. Absurd. Especially it's when you're a 13-year-old kid and you're yes. like, I see these kids every day, but how awkward for me to like talk to them. Right. But they did it for a bag of Oreos. So yeah, that's what you got to do. <laughs> if you do that, you can spin and win some Doritos or some Oreos. They're like, I'll go do it. And then the other one I like too is one of them that they would draw it was, tell us, which is me, Haley, and, and, and our aunt was there. Tell us one thing that you like about yourself. And so they like people are like, I have cool hair. And I'm like, no, like really tell about me. Like, what you? Yeah. What about you? Yeah. <laughs> who you are. Yeah. Oh, and we just got yeah. some awesome feedback. We've got more middle school asking us to come do. I mean, it it was just cool. And it was so fun. I mean, those kids are, I, I just love teenagers. I always say they're my people. You know, my heart is with the youth of this world. They are so fun. They're they so are. inspiring. They're brilliant. They're hilarious. They're, I love being with them. And we had a blast with them. And, and again, we walked away saying, that was good. That was really good. It was so oh, much fun. That is awesome. And they're strong. Like they are so strong. They're facing things that we could not even imagine going through now. They are, and they're resilient and they're intuitive and beautiful. And I agree. I, everyone, you know, warned us like, oh, you just wait for teenagers. And yes, it is really hard sometimes. Like I have <laughs> two teenagers, you know, I, almost, I have one almost 13 year old and one 14, he'll be 15. And it is challenging sometimes and all the drama and angst and grumpiness and all that. But it also is funnest time and to just watch them like persevere and like overcome like things are really hard for them it's like oh my gosh I am so proud of you for doing that and sometimes it is just like mom I sent a text to someone that I wanted to hang out with and I didn't know if they'd respond and I'm like that is amazing that is brave look at you reaching out to make a new friend that's hard to do that's incredible so I love all these just and they're little things like I love that what you guys are doing it's not like this huge I mean, it, it is the movement is big and the idea is big, but they're just little things you can do. Smile at someone, introduce yourself, call someone and tell them you love them, reach out to somebody, sit by someone new. These are little things that, like you said, can honestly, as dramatic as it sounds, change someone's life. They can, yeah. Do you, Haley or Jen, have a story about that, that you heard from someone or that they talked to you about either wearing the sweatshirt or seeing it or someone sharing an experience where they just did something really simple like that, like with bringing someone flowers that changed their lives. So I would actually, Haley, if you, Haley was the the one that communicated with that, the teacher in Oklahoma, Hannah Beth, the first time we talked to her, then she sent us a voicemail. I, I don't, can you talk about that and what she was yeah. saying? Oh, just this cutest teacher. She's young and adorable. I mean, she's so cute, right? And 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 we kind of said, hey, you're adorable. You're cute. Can we send you some fun stuff? And we'd love to just maybe have you represented a bit. And she was like, absolutely. I would love to do that, you know? And and she did. And we kind of told her our story and just kind of became little buddies through Instagram for a minute there. And and then she sent us a voicemail pretty soon after just saying, you know, in her cute little accent, y'all know, have no idea. Y'all have no idea how much she's meant to me. I mean, she's the cutest thing in the world. You guys have no idea what the timing of this means to me. I've been, I've been struggling with some stuff. I've had a hard week. I've just been feeling this and this. And, and you reaching out with this message and wanting to send me something positive to make me smile. I needed that. I really needed that. And that completely changed my whole outlook on my week, you know, and, and it, and it is, it's those tiniest little things. I, I really, 
I wish I would have thought ahead of time because I can't tell you how many messages I kind of run the socials a lot here. And so, so we get messages constantly just saying that, that kind of thing, you know, wow, your message today, that little funny thing you guys put on Instagram that just brightened my whole day. Or I just got one the other day from a lady that just told me you guys getting on here and smiling and talking so much about being positive. You have no idea what that does for me. You know, I I struggle with some of these things. Positivity is not who I am naturally. But to have you guys like, you know, throwing it at me every day and seeing all the good that you're doing, it really is something that I need to implement in my life. See, it's it's not natural for me either. So like doing this, it is for Haley. She's a lot like (laughs) Grandma Griffin. (laughs) But it's it's not my natural, my natural personality either. So this has actually been been good for me too. So thanks, Haley. It, and I, I'm the same. Like there are a lot of times I walk to school and I'm like, don't look at me. I'm grumpy. My kids have been mm-hmm. fighting all morning. I don't want to talk to anyone. Like, don't say, how are you? And it's the same. I'm fine. How are you? And it's so superficial and stupid. And don't talk to me. Just let me walk to school and walk home by myself and be grumpy. But there have been a few times where just like, Hey, and, and if you ask me how I'm doing, I'm an open book. And I will tell you like, not good today. So, like this is really bad, and Brad's like, people don't always want to. Wow, it's just like a friendly like salutation. They don't call the pleasantry, Norman. Yeah, like, <laughs> like But I'm like, but that's how I connect with people. Is I, I like, do you really want to know who I am, or are you just being polite? And so, but and then I'm the same though. If I'm like, how are you? And they're like, oh, today was kind of hard. I'm like, tell me, talk to me. And it's sometimes those little school walks, we can walk from my house to the school. It's literally in our backyard. It's just around the little park. And some of those little school walks, we, we, I've had friends open up and tell me about things their kids are struggling with and, and really hard things that have happened in their family, challenges that they're having. And we'll like have these really emotional conversations in this little park with our dogs for an hour after we do drop-offs. And every time I think, I'm so glad I took the time to really say, how are you? How are you doing? And then listen and connect with them because we need each other so badly. And one of these friends that walks to school with me with her kids, my husband was out of town for two weeks a few weeks ago and it was hard and long. And I know there are probably listeners out there that are like, two weeks is nothing. My husband travels for like months at a time and never mind like deployment and things like that. But he was gone for two weeks and it was long. And one day she just showed up and brought me dinner. I didn't, she didn't say, can I bring you something or how can I help you? She just showed up with a plate of baked ziti and she's like, I was thinking about you. And because I was thinking about you, it means that Heavenly Father was thinking about you. I just want you to know that he's got your back and so, so do I. And, I, and she's like, you probably already made dinner. It was like dinner time and I hadn't. And she's like, put it in your freezer, throw it away if you don't want to eat it. But I just wanted to let you know that I was thinking about you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I gave her the biggest hug. And I'm like, that meant so much to me. And that little phrase of the, you know, since she was thinking about me, it meant that maybe someone else was thinking about me too. And that he was able to work through her. All these little things is really just, it, it's showing each other love. And and for me, it's showing God's love. And really, and, and and your ancestors love your grandma's love like it's this beautiful just like you know i don't know I, it's just this this beautiful way of of carrying on love from generation to generation and from beyond the veil even to people and and really it's the coolest feeling when you feel like wow i did something i i was his hands today and and i was my grandma's hands today 
I was, you know, my, my aunts or my ancestor, like I, I was able to spread their love today. And I just think it's, it's the coolest thing to be a part of and to have happened to you. And I, can I interrupt? I just needed to Jenny to share the story about Rachel. Jenny had the coolest experience with. This. Oh my gosh. Yes. That actually goes. That's a good segue because it kind of goes with what you were just saying. I will well, cry. Yeah, so I, didn't let's just, Carmen. I hope you were. It, it goes. It kind of goes. Oh, with what you I were am. Saying. I actually please forgot share. that. Please. I forgot share. that part of the story. So I will cry. And if it's ugly crying, please, please in post edit we out. We can edit out the ugly crying. <laughs> about it. It's so perfect what Carmen was saying about it is sometimes put in these positions at the right time in the right place where you're like, okay, I need to be some helping hands today. And and there's more involved than just me showing up here coincidentally. And this is a cool story. Yeah, I I went down to the discount tire here in American in Lehigh American Fork. I don't know what it is over there. And just to get a flat repair, I had a nail in my tire. Yep. And I was with my 21 year old son and we were, we had gotten there and there was a gal in front of the line and she was talking to the guy and she had a, like a, a server, a waitress apron on, like, so it looked like she was heading to work and she was young. She looked to be about 25, about my kid's age. And she was talking to the guy and I I could hear her and she just said, just put the spare back on, just put the spare back on. And and he goes, oh, you know, we we do this credit thing. Everybody gets everybody gets approved for this credit. Go ahead and fill this out. And she was like, I won't get approved. Like I just put the spare on. I got to go to work. And she was really stressed. And he sat there and he had her apply for this credit and she didn't get it. And everybody could hear. And I was like, oh, this poor girl. And I'm not oh. kidding you when I say there was a tap on my shoulder, like go handle this situation. And, and ju- I could only do this because of smile to people. And I, I watched her for a minute. I was trying to read the room a little. I've been her before. I've been the girl that's like, I don't have money to put my, t- just put the spare back on. And I walked up to her and I put my hand on her back and I said, what do we need here? Like, what's, what do we need to do here? And she goes, I need two back tires for my car. And she just started crying. And I, I looked at her and I said, can I get those tires for your car? And she's like, what? Or like, what? Like she was super confused. And I looked at the guy and I said, I said, I, I want to buy these two tires for her car. And I looked at her and I said, my family runs this little nonprofit. It's called Smile the People. And I kind of went into this spiel and she's just crying. And I said, and we do these little acts of kindness to help people. And I said, I, we, let us get your tires for you today. You can do that. She was, I just got this new job. I've been unemployed for this long and I'm late. And I, 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 all, all of these things that were just going on at that exact moment where I was sitting there and I just said, Let's just get the tires on. Let's get you safe. I mean, she was literally my son's age. I'm like, let's get you safe to work. You know, let's get these tires on. And, you know, I paid for the tires and I I left. And then I came back and I wrote a note because her car was still there because she Ubered to work and left her car there to get fixed. And I I, I said, just know that you are alive. I said, like, know that you're loved and thought of and smile at the people. Well, that night she went, I guess, because I hit, I put hashtag smile at the people. She oh. went online and and found us. And she wrote this message through our Facebook page, I believe. And it was this long, like she wrote all of her feelings in there. And she said, I just lost my grandpa. Oh. And he would have been the one that I would have called. Yeah. If I had a a flat tire. And I was like, well, I'm pretty sure your grandpa is the one who touched my shoulder. (laughs) Go handle her tires. Oh, my goodness. So she just said, I. I've never been more grateful for anything. I kept telling everybody at work that some angel had 
paid for my tires. And I remember texting Haley when I was standing in line. I hadn't done it yet. I was like, Haley, I know we didn't pre-talk about what, because we usually discuss with the family and the board, like who, what are we paying for? I'm like, this just feels like I just got to go do it. So she called me immediately after How having it. No, what was it? What was it like? And this little Rachel gal, she was so just, I mean, her expression of how close she, like, she was like, I, my grandpa was my world and 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 he's who would have taken care of this for me. And, and he just passed away. And I'm like, I I think that you're, you were handled today because of that. And so it, it felt very inspired that we were all there at the same time. And she really did need our help. <laughs> she wasn't, she wasn't on the street, you know, she wasn't asking for it. Right. You know, she, she was just there and stressed and I have been her before. And so that, that's what that story. Is. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is just, I love hearing things like that. Like it is just so cool and such it's so reassuring to know like we we aren't alone and and for sure i believe that was her grandpa like jenny take care of my granddaughter for me like help her out she needs she needs help and that you listen to that and weren't like that's weird like that's awkward like why am i going to go to this random stranger and and you don't want to assume anything like oh well i'll buy your tires you know like the whole thing is like that that's the thing yeah i was like i was like assessing it like some people will say oh well no way we don't i don't need your help but and some people are very receptive but she was like like it was like this big sigh of relief that and she even wrote in her message when she wrote our facebook page and said I wouldn't, I can't even believe I made it to the store on those tires. Like they were so bad. (laughs) I was in bad shape. So then when she she, talked about her grandpa, I was like, gosh, she was just so, so grateful. And again, this, all that we do really just gives us the opportunity also to see just all these beautiful human traits that we don't often get to see because we're too busy or we don't take the opportunity. We don't take the time. It's too awkward. It's too uncomfortable. But but doing what we do, it really puts us, again, it's, it's uncomfortable for us sometimes, even as outgoing or like friendly as I can be. It's very uncomfortable sometimes to, to walk in, to knock on a door and say, hi, you don't know me, but I run a nonprofit and I got a bag of groceries. You know, I mean, yeah. it's, it's weird for a few minutes, but, yeah. but it really allows you again to connect with these strangers who it's, it just doesn't seem like human, right? It just seems right. so out of the norm for us to knock on doors or to approach a sweet girl in the tire shop. And then leave really hugging and crying and truly expressing love and gratitude for each other. These are things that are so beautiful in the human spirit. We just don't get to see as often as we need to see them. Yes. And yeah. and you never regret something like that. Like never. you never regret doing it, even if it is uncomfortable or awkward. But oh my gosh, how many times have we had a little nudge or a little feeling like, oh, I should, I should show up for this person. I should text this person. And you're like, no, weird, awkward. And you yeah. don't. And those are the times you think about like, why didn't I do that? And sometimes you don't know exactly why. Sometimes it's not shown like, oh, my grandpa died and I need. Sometimes it's not as clear cut as that beautiful story with Rachel. But then sometimes it is. And sometimes you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad I listened and I was there and that I could help someone like in that moment. So how do you find people like, is it kind of like what Jenny did? Like she was just at the right place at the right time. Do you call each other and you're like, hey, this just happened. Can I do this? Or do people contact you on the social media page? Like, how do you think all of that? All of what you just said. 
We opened up some nominations. Again, this is new, right? We we don't know. We always say we don't know what we don't know. We're just no. we're just, you know, learning as we go here. And here we, we opened up some nominations at the beginning of when we first started this. And and we got so many good ones that we were like, we don't want to turn any of these away. Let's just save yes. them all and do them as we can. And so we've been able to do those. And then yeah, we have Rachel stories. We have a lot of fundraisers that we'd like to do for people when we hear of a need, you know? Yeah. When we hear of a need, we like to say, Hey, perfect. We'll design a special shirt for you. Or we already have one. Let's just focus on that and try to sell that for, for a specific day. And every sell we make in three days, we'll give straight to you and, you know, those kind of things. And yes, and actually, sorry, I'm just going to sideway here. Yes. For one second. But there was a fundraiser that we did. It was our first one. We, we didn't know we were going to be in the fundraising world. Right. And we were approached by a high school in Idaho asking us if, you know, hey, love what you're doing. This is amazing. Can we spread your positivity through a, su- a fundraiser with one of our students? We we have a sweet 15-year-old girl. She had cancer. It went away, but now it's back and she's going blind. She's having seizures. We would love to support her and her family. Can you do something with us? And we said, sure, you know. So we kind of participated for that with that for a bit. And then right before the fundraiser ended, after a few days, we said, okay, we're going to come out with this limited edition Really cool hoodie just for her. We're going to call it the Ivana, the Ivana sweatshirt because that's a sweet girl and, and help us spread the word. And everything we sell in a couple of days, we'll give straight to her and her family. Carmen, again, like watching this community rally around this family, we gave thousands of dollars after two days to this family because this community just like they sucked it in and they it out. They shared the message with everybody. They all bought. I mean, everybody in that small town, I think, owns a smile. I mean, you watch that and you just think people are so good. People are so good. You know, people thank us a lot and we're like, no, 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 no. We, we're just like the vehicle here. You yeah. Know, you tell us how to do it and we want to do it and deliver it. But, but what you guys do out there is really the true miracle. Watching people come together and support is amazing. Well, and but you then, can- Yes, Jenny. I'm going to say at the end of that fundraiser, Haley had this this idea, and I was like, "We're not doing that," but we did it. She has lots of good ideas. She said, "I think we should drive up." It was Shelley, Idaho, which is just south of Idaho Falls. She said, "I think we should drive up and deliver this check to the family." So we Aww. drove up and we met Ivana and her parents and the the class that was in charge of this fundraiser. We kind of went in and we talked about smile at the people for a minute and. And we're like, hey, see ya, you know, thanks. This is great. Well, Ivana's mom came up to us and she said, I really want the two of you to go to lunch with me. I really want to get to know you guys. And we went to lunch with her. I'm not kidding. I walked out of there and I'm like, I want to be her best friend. Oh, <laughs> like she would that was such it was I, I see these little things of my grandma in these little things that we do. Like she invited us to lunch and we had a great time. We we went to this little cafe and Ivana came with us. We were asking about her treatment and she was having her quinceanera was coming up and we were chatting about that. And we literally left that family and that small town. Just I'm like, I have like two new best friends. And I it, I felt like, man, this is this is more than just, you know, donating to her treatment. This is also the word connection again comes back. It's about that connection. And now I've built this, you know, we have this friendship with Yvonne and her mom and they're a great, great family. So it's the other part of it. And it, it, it helps as much as we're helping Yvonne, we're like helping me too. <laughs> yes. No, it's like, yeah. yeah, like when I told Rachel, I'm like, smile, the people can buy your tires that whole day. I was like, I feel blessed for being able to have offered that to her. Like, yeah. it, 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 I felt so much gratitude for even being in that spot to be able to 
facilitate. And then I told everybody, I told Haley, you need to make a post and make sure that everybody knows they bought the tires for Rachel. Mm -hmm. They funded Ivana's cancer treatment. It's them that's doing it because we can't do it without without it. So let me ask you this. So people go online. So if you go to like Instagram, for example, it's Smile at the People LLC. You can click on the website. You can buy a t-shirt, a hat, a sweatshirt, something. And then everything that people purchase goes into like the LLC fund to do all these amazing good deeds, right? For people. So people can know anytime I buy something, yes, it's cute and it's fun. And it's a reminder to literally smile at people and spread joy and light. But everything that people purchase is going to help someone like a Rachel or who was the sweet girl with cancer? What was her name? With cancer that it will do these amazing, incredible things. So, so first of all, I encourage everyone at smile at the people LLC on Instagram and go follow it, click on it, know that you're doing something amazing by, by supporting this incredible company. But I want to ask both of you, Haley and Jenny, hearing all these incredible stories and, and experiences and knowing the good that comes from getting out of your comfort zone and just talking to people, showing up at their doorstep, we know that it's a good thing to do, but why do you think we're still hesitant to be like, hey, can I help you? Or to to like middle schoolers sit by someone at lunch. Like heaven forbid you sit at any table other than the one you always sit at with the same friends, the same place. And you know that someone's sitting by themselves. Why is that so hard to do and to get out of your comfort zone and reach out? And how can we do that more? And is it still awkward for you guys? Or are you like, the more you do it, the easier it becomes. How can we be better at this? I'm just going to throw an answer out real quick because I talk to my kids. I've got teenagers too, and I talk to them all the time. And I'm learning, even as an adult, we're afraid of rejection. We're very, very afraid of embarrassing ourselves, making it awkward, not knowing where to go if we get rejected, not knowing how to respond. Or We're very afraid of rejection. You know, I watch my kids and I think, these are cool. You're confident. You're fun. Like, why wouldn't anyone want to say yes to that invitation? They're like, oh, so weird, mom. What if they don't want to? And I'm like, so what if they don't want to? You know, like, you stepped out and you're going to grow because of stepping out. And and that's what I also am always telling. Again, learning as I'm parenting, also learning from smile with people. But but that's what I keep saying is you cannot grow in your comfort zone. You cannot it's grow. True. A root will never become a beautiful tree or flower if it just stays in the warm soil. It won't. It just yeah. you You have to step out and be scared and be kind of hurt sometimes too. I mean, you might have to go through the whole gamut of emotions before you can start to say, this feels good because I'm becoming who I'm supposed to be. Yes, it's still awkward for Jenny and I sometimes to have, you know, to, but we always leave, like Jenny said, thinking, I am so grateful to be a part of this. I am so grateful to be a part of this. And if somebody does reject you, I mean, we've had a couple deliveries where, you know, yeah. sometimes if it's a financial thing, people aren't, they're, they're a little uncomfortable, which I yeah. understand, you know, they don't want to sit and talk and tell you all their stories. Some people do, but but sometimes we found with those, they just are happy to say, thank you. I appreciate it. And that's it. You know? Yes. But even still with that, I don't feel like that's rejection. We, we always walk away saying, I'm so grateful to be a part of that. You know, even if they thought that was weird or they're a little uncomfortable with it, they're going to have food for a week. They're going to have right. a gift card to cover food for the next week. And I, I know deep down they're very great. You know, I, yeah. so that would be my reasoning is I just think we're afraid of rejection, but. It's okay. Don't be afraid. So what if you get rejected? Move on to the next person. And more likely than not, 
people are going to love and appreciate you reaching out to them. They need that connection. Great advice and true. And we have to expand ourselves. Like I love that analogy of just staying in your little pot and never growing tall and never being strong and never expanding and your outreach, just getting bigger with those beautiful roots. And it's hard and it's scary and it's difficult and but it's always worth it. Jenny, did you have anything you wanted to add? Well, I was I was actually going to say rejection too. That's that's one of the scariest things for people in general and teenagers especially is is the fear of not being liked, not being yeah. accepted and what if they reject the, you know, and that's 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 100% what it is. And and Haley's way better at it than I am. I still have that, well, I don't know, but Haley Haley's just like, I don't care. They don't like me, they don't like me, you know. So and everybody likes you though, Haley. So yeah, <laughs> and I think you have to be willing to to be uncomfortable. If if you go into it knowing this is going to be awkward, yes. it's going to be uncomfortable. I'm probably going to say the wrong thing. They're gonna think I'm weird, and then you're like, and that's okay because it'll be it'll be worth it. And I and I and I'm following through with the prompting, and I'm following through with a little nudge that I should be doing this. And I, I just want to share one story of my own too. We went to um, the Saratoga Springs Temple Open House recently and we were sitting there and I don't know if either one of you have been to a Temple Open House. They, you watch like a little video before and then you go in and, and, and you tour the temple. And so we brought all of our boys with us, which they're, I have four boys and they're loud and rambunctious and not always reverent and quiet. <laughs> And so we're like, let's sit in the very back. Like we're going to the very back away from people so I can pitch you in private and people can't see. (laughs) We sit on the very back row and, you know, we were all dressed in like nice Sunday dress clothes and church wear. And a couple came in at the very end and she had on jeans and like kind of a cowboy looking shirt. And same with him. They were very casual. And you could tell just from the looks on their faces that this was maybe new to them and they had a brand new I mean like newborn baby that they were pushing in the stroller and they come in and every seat was taken except for two beside us in the very very back so they turn off the lights and they're maneuvering maneuvering their stroller down the aisles and they like roll it over our feet a couple times you know (laughs) trying to get to the back row and they were sitting right by the door it was like in the Relief Society room of a stake center and they're like, so sorry, so sorry. And, and and they sit down and the movie starts. And as soon as she sits down, the baby starts screaming. And she's like, so she takes the baby out and she's like, you know, trying to get the baby to calm down. He won't. So she goes out the little door. And of course, as soon as she stands up, the baby stops crying, you know. And so she then tries to sneak back in. And every time she opens the door, you know, light pours in and everyone turns and looks at them. And I could tell she's just feeling like anxious. You know, that feeling of, as a new mom, you're like sweating and you're like, I'm so sorry, my baby's crying and yeah. everyone's trying to have this reverent atmosphere. And she just looked overwhelmed. And after this happening two times, I leaned over to my husband and she was out in the hall for the second time. As soon as she sat down, baby starts screaming again. She goes back out into the hall and her husband's sitting by himself. And I leaned over to my husband and I'm all, do you think I should? And I didn't even finish. He said, yes, go out there. And I was like, I was going to say, ask her husband if he thinks it'd be weird if I went out there and talked to her. And he's like, no. He's like, I'm not going to ask him that. Just go. So I opened the door and she's rocking her little newborn. And I said, 
I know this is awkward and I'm a complete stranger. I said, would you, can I hold your baby while you go back in there? And, and instead of being like, no, thank you, strange woman, (laughs) newborn child, she started crying and she said, are you sure? And I said, yes. I said, have you ever been to an open house before? And she said, no, this is our first one. And I said, you go back in there and watch and let me hold your baby. And she, and she handed me her precious little brand new baby. And I stood right by the door. It had a window so she could see me rocking her baby. And she went back in and watched this little show with her husband. And then she came back in, you know, the the show ended, the little preview ended and she came back out and took her baby and her and her husband were both crying. And she said, thank you so much. She said, we needed to be here tonight. And I wanted to sit with my husband, you know, and be there with him. And Brad said, when she walked back in, her husband grabbed her hand and just kissed her hand over and over. And it was the littlest thing and I'm like, I was, I said, all my babies are grown up. You know, I mean, my youngest is eight. So I'm like, I haven't had a newborn baby. It was such a special moment for me to be able to hold your baby. And they went into the temple and we went in later and we, we ended up getting done sooner. So I wrote a little note on her stroller and just said kind of the same thing that you did, Jenny, to that sweet girl. I just said, you are known, you are loved. You were thought of. Thank you for letting me experience a little piece of heaven tonight by holding your baby. and. Anyway, it just, it, it was something that I felt so uncomfortable and awkward with. It was the littlest thing, like, let me just hold your baby and let you relax for a second, like not think about it. And, and she could have been like, no, you're going to, you're a kidnapper, you know, <laughs> and, and she, and it didn't. So it was such a beautiful experience. I will always remember that of just following through with this little thing and being like, who knows why they were there? Who knows what she needed that night? Who knows why I, I felt like, let me just go out there and hold your baby for a second. But but God knew. And and for some reason, she sat by us and, and I followed that prompting. And it was such a beautiful experience for both of us. So I would just add like my vote of don't be afraid of, rejects, of rejection. Just it's okay. Be kind. Put yourself out there. Like everyone needs a smile. Everyone needs a vote of encouragement. Everyone needs that. You can do this. It's okay. And, and guess what? There's like strangers and people that love you that are here for you. So Jenny and Haley, where can people go if they're like, I want to be part of this movement. I want to help out. I want to purchase the merchandise or, or be involved somehow. How can people support and get involved with the smile at the people? So I would send you first to our website so you can read like the whole story. Like there's a picture of our grandma and a little, a little blurb about her. It's smileatthepeople.org. So after after the first of the year, when we got into the selling of the sweatshirts, we actually transitioned into a full nonprofit. So we're actually a, a nonprofit. So awesome. you can go to smilethepeople.org, read the story. You can actually go in the top tab on our website. There's a giving back tab and it lists all of the givebacks we've done. So you'll see the story of Rachel. There's a cute picture of Rachel on there and, and Ivana. And we've done a couple fundraisers for some young men with cancer and stuff like that. You can go read about where all the money is going to and you can make a donation if you don't need a sweatshirt or a, or a hoodie right now, but it's getting cold. So you're going to need one. 
And you can just purchase anything through there and make a donation through there. We probably will do another nomination form, I'm guessing, at the beginning of January to kind of see what the needs are around the community, see how we okay. can help. We'll probably open that up. We've, we're still working on the list that we got in February, chipping away at, at, at some of those nominations that came in. Um, but I was going to kind of add to the part of uh, the part of of the rejection real quick. Where going up to somebody and like introducing yourself and actually getting involved in a conversation with them is hard for people. And that's why I, I would say smile at the people is is so great because a smile, if you're not able to, because I mean my yeah. daughter Lennon, my daughter Lennon's very shy, and this has been good for her to kind of get into this, but. Just smile. It, it's a universal language. Everybody knows what a smile is. You don't have to say, hey, how are you doing? But a smile could could open the doors for them feeling connected to you or their community or something like that. So I just wanted to add that on before before Haley. I'm so glad you added that, Jenny. And and just to just to go along with what you said about sweet Lennon, is we she's come to our cute young women's class a few times and we issued them the challenge of you know, tell us about a way you've made a difference or or something positive in your life. Like share a story about a way that you've seen, you know, positive change or whatever. And she came and brought all the little smile at the people cards and stood up That's in front of the whole class and said, this is what my mom does. Oh, it makes sense. <laughs> and she's like, we started this because my grandma and it smiled the people and just love people around you. And it was the most beautiful. Inc- and I know that that was hard for her. She's I know so shy. <laughs> and it was amazing. And just to be like her, I know how much she looks up to you and how much this has impacted her life positively just through your example. So way to go, mama. For <laughs> and, and it's hard for me. So it's been good for her and I to kind of go through this together. She she does a resource class at school. And there's this girl last year when she was in fifth grade. And she would come home and say, there's a sixth grader that always says hi to me. And she always tells me I have cute shoes. And she's just so nice. And she didn't know her name, but she would talk about her all the time. And so it was like, I don't know, the end of February when this thing was starting to kick off. And she's like, I really want to give her a, a smile at the people sweatshirt because she always makes me feel happy and smile. And so Lennon picked it out, designed it. She put glitter on it and she took it to this little gal and she didn't even know her name. But she oh. she took it to her, her resource class and her teacher helped her introduce herself to this girl. And so the rest of the year... She, I can't remember her name right now, but the rest of the year, Lena would be like, I saw her at recess and she waved at me. I saw her in the hall and she told me, like, it just like formulated this like positive thing for her. So this, this has been good for everybody. I think (laughs) for everybody in my, over here in the Jenny camp, it's been great. Well, and really it's like, it, it it goes back to the one it's, it's just noticing one person, one life, making a difference. And everybody has the capability of doing that. Everyone can help someone along their path and help them feel good about themselves and love them. It's just about that one person. It doesn't need to be like, what can I really do? You can't think that way. It's who can I, and it goes back to what you both said at the beginning, who can I connect with? Who can I just show love to? And and wow, how cool is it that you guys have all these amazing stories of just finding that person and being a light in their lives and doing so much good. So again, it's smileatthepeople.com. There's the cutest merchandise. You can read all the giving back stories. There's hats. Um, there's a bunch of different collections. There's sweatshirts and shirts and and t-shirts and different phrases. Not all of them are smile at the people. Um, you know, some of them are, you know, choose happy and 
lots of different journaling things. And then I love the little smiley face with your grandma's handwriting. And you actually like copied that, right? So you could get her exact handwriting. I had her actually write it down when I was doing the genealogy thing. I'm like, write it down, write it down. So I I had her, that's actually her handwriting. It's so cute. I, it's awesome. And remember all those who love you. I mean, just positive things that people can read as they walk by like, oh, that was nice. So I think what you both are doing are amazing and is amazing. And you both are just wonderful, happy, incredible people. So thank you for taking the time to come on the podcast. Talk about smile at the people and all the good you are doing. Thank you, Carmen. It was a, it really is a joy. Like whenever we get to really stop and pause at what this has done for, again, for us, for other yeah. people as well, but, but what we've been able to be a part of, it's, I'm grateful. I'm just grateful. That's so awesome. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. I am Carmen Herbert, and I'm so excited to tell you about an amazing app that my whole family loves. It's called Our Turtle House, and it's full of literally thousands of hours of full-length talks, just like the old talk on CDs or talk on tapes, from some of your favorite Latter-day Saint speakers like John By the Way, Mick Johnson, Hank Smith, me, and a ton more. Plus, there's podcasts, firesides, devotionals, come follow me resources, and entertaining content your whole family will enjoy, truly, all in one little app. And you can use promo code DOINGGOOD, all one word, at checkout, and you get a full month free. So check it out and sign up at OurTurtleHouse.com. See you soon.